Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about something that I know a lot of us feel a lot of the time, and that is overwhelm. Feeling overwhelmed with your child's struggles, whether it's anxiety and OCD or anxiety or just OCD, feeling overwhelmed maybe with everything that you have on your plate, feeling overwhelmed now that we have our kids at home, a lot of us, and we're juggling online learning or this transition of learning can be really, really difficult. So I thought it'd be good to do a whole episode just on how to reduce overwhelm in your life and in your world. And it's good to sometimes take a break from talking about our kids and check in with you and say, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Are you hanging in there? Let's talk about how we can make that a little bit better for you. And I think right now, just in our world in general, there's a lot more stress, a lot more anger, a lot more irritation. So everybody's kind of on edge and our kids can feel that. So some of our kids aren't doing as well. There's a lot of change for our kids. So there's a lot to be overwhelmed about, but (laughs) not to list all your overwhelm. There's a lot of ways to help rein it in as well and live day by day in a more calm fashion and feel a little bit more hopeful and enjoy your time. So I'm going to get into that today and give you some of the ways that I try to reduce my overwhelm and see if maybe some of those things can help you as well. Before we get started though, I do want to tell you that my mini coaching episodes are going to begin. I can now be your $5 mini coach. So if you want me to be your mini coach, I would love to do that. You can text mini coach to the number 44222 and I'll go and text you a link to sign up or you can check the show notes because I always leave a link in the show notes. So my first mini coaching episode will be coming out this Thursday. So you're listening to this. If you're listening to it live, you're listening to this on Tuesday and on September 10th, my first mini coaching episode will come out. So if you haven't already joined to have me be your $5 mini coach, you can sign up for that and submit your question. And maybe I'll be featuring your question on that episode. Just as a side note, because I like to do things kind of big, if you want to sponsor those episodes, and even if you don't have a question, it's fun to sign up anyway, because there's a lot of perks by being a sponsor of the mini coaching episodes. I am uploading a lot of resources and a lot of stuff that I have that are not available to the general public. And I'm going to be doing that every single month. So I might be making videos for just them. There's a lot of resources that I'm loading up there as bonus thank yous for sponsoring the mini coaching episodes. And even if you're not having an issue, it might be a generous, nice thing to sponsor the mini coaching episodes so that they continue and that other people can answer their questions because this is kind of an experiment. I like to experiment with different things. And so it's an experiment to see whether this is cool or not. And if you want to help other people be able to access that and be able to have their questions answered, you can just go ahead and sponsor the show for $5 or whatever amount you want to sponsor 
so that it continues because it's a lot more work for me, but I'm happy to do it if I can provide that extra help for people who don't have access to it. Okay, let's talk about overwhelm. So with overwhelm, we have to kind of look back at what's causing it. And a lot of times, and I know this happens to me, I spiral out of control really fast and I don't always know where it's coming from. I have to pause and I have to think about where is this coming from? What's making me feel the most overwhelmed right now? So when I just brainstormed this, and this can be different for each person, so this might be different for you, but I thought these are maybe like the four main reasons why people start to feel overwhelmed, or at least I do. And this is what I noticed about parents in my practice and in my AT parenting community as well. And the first reason why we feel overwhelmed is because we, we catastrophize things. So we have what I like to call snowball thinking, you know, a little snowball happens and we say, oh gosh, you know, she's really not doing well at school. She's so anxious. She can barely go bigger snowball. Well, what if she can't go to school at all this year? Bigger snowball. You know, what if she has to be online schooled or homeschooled? Bigger snowball. Well, then how is she going to go to college? Bigger snowball. Then how is she going to function as an adult? Huge snowball. She's not going to function at all as a human being, right? Avalanche. (laughs) We don't want avalanches. And maybe we're talking about a kindergartner, or maybe we're talking about a first grader. Even if we're talking about a ninth grader, it's still catastrophic thinking. And I teach kids how to not do that. And I want to teach you how to not do that as well. So it is good to catch those snowballs early and recognize what is happening right now. We need blinders because if we don't have blinders and we don't focus on the now, we're going to get so wrapped up in the what ifs of the future that we're not going to be present for what's happening right now. We're also going to be traumatizing ourselves, And I have said this before, so you might've heard me say this before, but when we When we imagine what could happen, our brain does not know fantasy from reality. And we are traumatizing our brain with those images and thoughts and possibilities when it's not even a guarantee that it will happen. A lot of times in my life with my kids, and I'm still on this journey, I will be for quite a while because my youngest is only eight. So I got a lot more years. I got like at least 10, 10 plus more years, but I would catastrophize things in preschool and in kindergarten. I thought two of my kids were not going to even be able to do really well in, well, actually, I think I worried about all three of my kids not being able to function in kindergarten and they all did, you know, and then they moved on to first grade and my daughter in first grade, oh my gosh, that was the worst year. She barely could make it to school. And I thought if this is happening in first grade, what's fifth grade going to look like? Well, you know what? Third grade was looking okay so far and second grade looked really good. So all that wasted energy that I continually had to pull back because I I try to practice what I preach, but it will slip in there once in a while. And it was wasted energy because what my brain had imagined had not become. What are you imagining? What thoughts do you have that are not productive? Where does your brain go in your darkest moments when you think about your kids or you think about your child who has anxiety or OCD? Has that happened yet? Deal with what's happening right in front of you. And even if what's happening right in front of you is not pretty, and I know that for some of you, it's not, you want to just focus on that. And then even when we focus on that, we want to get even more, more narrowly focused. And we want to say within this chaos that I'm looking at in front of me, and maybe it's not even that much. It depends on who I'm talking to. 
What is one thing that I'm going to focus on? What's the one area I'm going to work on? So picking that one goal of where you want to put your energy is important. You can't tackle all of anxiety or OCD. And I talk about this a lot in my online classes and in the AT parenting community, my membership community. And I say, you want to pick one goal at a time. And that's what I do in my classes. I help you go through and pick out one goal at a time. How are you going to tackle this? Let's move forward. And that's how I train the members of the AT parenting community. Stop looking at everything. Look at one thing, you know, bring it back down. What are you, what's your goal right now? What are you working on? Let me help you with that one goal. So that can reduce overwhelm because we're not living in the what ifs of the future. We're living in the what ifs of right now. And that we have a lot more control over. So if I'm only focusing on your ability to go to the bathroom by yourself, then that's my one focus. Or if I'm only focusing on developing a relationship with you where you will be more open to communicating about your anxiety or OCD, then that's my one goal for right now. Goals move. They're not stagnant, but I'm only focusing on one goal at a time. So that helps. The second thing that I've noticed is parents don't know what to do. So they feel overwhelmed when they don't have direction. They don't know what that goal should be. They don't know what they're looking at. Does my child have anxiety or do they actually have OCD? Do they have both? Now, most kids with OCD, almost all of them, I would have to argue, have some form of anxiety, but you may not know what you're looking at. So you might think, I don't know what the problem is. I mean, I have a gut feeling there's a big issue here, but I don't know what it is and I don't know what to tackle, what things are normal behavior and what things aren't. So you may not know where to start and that can cause overwhelm because even in the worst case scenarios, even when things are really not going well, and I've had many, many chapters in my life with my children where things were really, really not going well, I still wasn't as overwhelmed as I could be because I knew what I needed to do. And that's not because I am an anxiety and OCD child therapist. It doesn't hurt. I'll give you that. But what I know is not rocket science and it can be easily taught. And it's just about soaking up knowledge and it's not learning chemistry or physics or something to me, that would be really, really hard. It's like common sense. Once someone teaches it to you, that's what you're doing on this podcast. You're learning more knowledge so that you can help your children directly. That's the name of the game. So learning what you need to do to pick those goals and focus and know what you're looking at. You don't have to wait for a professional. It's super, super awesome to get in-person support or virtual local support. And you can do that. You can go to the International OCD Foundation and look at their resource page. And I always tell people, go to iocdf.org slash find dash help. I'll leave a link in my show notes. And there's a directory of providers that will help you with anxiety and OCD. You can also go to NoCD and NoCD provides OCD teletherapy across the country and they are doing child OCD therapy, which is amazing. And I'll leave a link in my show notes for that as well. So there are resources available to you, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's wonderful and get the direct support, but you also have to be doing your part in knowing what you have to do. And ironically, when you know that you stop feeling as overwhelmed because you have a plan. So I may be overwhelmed with my child, you know, not eating or my daughter having panic attacks or the phobias of a million different things, but I at least know, okay, this is what I need to do. It's still hard, but I know what I need to do. So find 
what you need to do, whether that's researching books. I have plenty of classes at the atparentingsurvivalschool.com where I walk people through it so they're not feeling overwhelmed. Take my, you know, my class and watch a video for 10 minutes a day and you're going to instantly start feeling like, okay, wait, I know exactly what to do. I know what to start with right from the get-go. Starts to give you directions right from the beginning or get ongoing support by joining the AT Parenting community where I support you in a much more in-depth way. I mean, daily, you can ask me questions daily. I teach weekly. We do Zoom calls monthly, like it's in-depth support for only $30 a month, which is pretty crazy and very cool. But find what you need, find the support you need, whether it's any of those resources I just talked about or just getting a book. There are so many good OCD books out there that can walk you through that. So whatever level you need the help, there is help out there and that can reduce the overwhelm because when you know what to do, even the the first step of what you need to be doing, you'll feel better. The third thing that I notice is that people are being pulled in too many directions and that oozes into our children and our feeling of overwhelm with their issues. Because I know I can totally speak on this for myself. I am pulled in way too many directions. I have a podcast and I have a YouTube channel and I have online classes. I have the AT Parenting Community Membership. I have my private practice that is still active and going. I write books. I'm writing my next book right now. And I have three kids with anxiety and OCD. I have a husband and a relationship. I am on a new like health kick. And so I'm trying to measure my stuff and do all that. And I'm trying to exercise. And that doesn't leave a lot of time for really anything else. That's a lot on my plate. And you probably have something very similar. You could probably list a bunch of different things that you're responsible for or different roles that you have. So if you feel like you're being pulled in too many different directions, sometimes it's good to reset and to recognize that and to say, what can I do to start to bring all this energy down and, and regroup? So what can I cut off that big plate of mine or what can I reduce? What can I eliminate so that I'm not feeling pulled in so many different directions or can I prioritize Can I say, okay, Mondays and Wednesdays are for this and Tuesdays and Thursdays are for this. That's how I survive. I am incredibly organized because I don't have any help. You know, I have an assistant who works very, very, very part-time and that's it. And so everything else is done by me. And that's a lot. Actually, I have somebody editing my podcast. They're probably doing it right now. And thank you. I appreciate that. So that's a new thing. So trying to get some extra help can be really helpful if you are able to do that. You know, if you're being pulled in too many different directions, can somebody take off some of the burden for you? Can you have somebody do some of the things that you don't need to do? Can your partner come in and take some of that off of you if you're feeling overwhelmed? If you don't communicate that you're feeling overwhelmed to the people who are there to support you, no one's going to know that that you need help. So if you have a kind, considerate partner, which I know some people don't, but if you do and your partner just doesn't know that you're at your brink and you're feeling overwhelmed, communicate that to them and say, I just can't do anymore. I'm just feeling so, it's just so exhausting right now. You know, our child's having a really, really big issue with anxiety or an OCD. It's keeping me up at night. I'm tired. Can you do the laundry each day? Like I need to get some of the stuff off my plate or can you do blah, blah, blah. Or if it's in your work, can you hire someone to help you that you don't have as much going on if you can financially afford that. There's just different things we can do. That's what I'm looking to do. Hopefully in the next few months, I'm looking to hire someone else to come on and help me because I'm feeling overwhelmed. And when I look at the overwhelm that I'm feeling, 
it's not my kids per se all the time because it's what I do for a living. So that does definitely help. But it's all the other things I have going on in my life that make me depleted so that I'm running on empty by the time I do need to tackle my child's panic attack or I do need to deal with my child's inability to fall asleep because they're scared of some zombie in their closet. I'm done. I'm tapped out. I've had a long day. I don't have any energy for that, but that's not their fault. So being pulled in too many different directions is another thing to look at. And the last thing I want to talk about, which is very similar to the point I just made is, and this is going to sound cheesy and you're going to roll your eyes and I won't be able to see, but I can feel it across the airwaves, your own lack of (laughs) self-care. See, you rolled your eyes, didn't you? But hear me out. Self-care is not bubble baths and chocolate, although that's nice. Self-care is about how you perceive things. So what's your mindset about your child's issues? How are you viewing that? Are you doom and gloom? I will talk to people in my practice. I will talk to people in my community, in my Facebook group, and I can tell the doom and gloom parents in there. They're the the year butters and kids are like this too, but we're talking about you right now. So they are the ones that no matter what is going on and how good something is where I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. Your kid did that today. That's amazing. We've been talking about that forever. And it's so cool that they were able to finally do that. And their comment will be, this happens predominantly online, but their comment will be something like, yeah, but she's doing this, this, and this, or yeah, but, and they're complaining about something else in their life. Not always necessarily about their child. They're on to the next negative thing. It's the half, the glass is half empty, never half full mentality. Do you have that? Are you a yeah butter? I used to have a a squishy butter in my office. And whenever I would have a yeah butter, whether it was the parent or the child, depending on my relationship with them, I would like chuck it at them. (laughs) Yeah. Therapy with me is a bit weird. I don't know where my yeah butter went, but, and then I try to search online for a butter squishy because I like props in therapy and even online now. I use props. (laughs) Like I have mustaches that I wear when OCD is talking and sneaking in. I'm a weird therapist, but I have a squishy butter. I did, and I can't find it. And I can't find one online. And I would throw it at them as a joke. And I would say, you're a yeah butter. You know, you're always looking for the next negative thing. So look at your mindset. So that's one thing in self-care, right? And I, I think it's about three times or four times. No, probably about three times a year. I do my video series, my three-part video series on self-care. And hopefully you caught that. It'll come out, probably not for a while, actually, October. It'll probably come back out in February. But if you're in the AT Parenting community, I do actually have my self-care series up permanently for you in your resources page. There is a page for mini classes and and series. And I do have the three-part video series on self-care in there. And you should watch it because it's really good in helping you identify all of these different areas. But looking at your own self-care, not only through your mindset, but also what do you do to reset? You know, do you take care of your physical self? I can feel my stress. I can feel my neck cramping up when I'm really, really, really stressed. It's a physical sign that says, hey, Natasha, you've been ignoring me. I've been trying to talk to you. So I'm going to just like hurt your body so that you can become aware of me. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, why does my neck hurt? And then I'm like, oh, I'm super stressed. Apparently this is really, really stressing me out. And so what do I need to pull back? Maybe it's because I'm in too many different directions. Maybe it's because I don't know what to do in a situation. Maybe it's because I am catastrophizing. Maybe it's just because I haven't slowed down, but there are physical indicators that we're not okay. 
And then when you feel them, what do you do with that? Do you change your mindset? Do you reframe your thoughts? Are you being too negative? Our kids can sense that they can feel our overwhelm. And that's not to make you feel bad about it because I don't want to make you feel more overwhelmed about your overwhelm, but it's more of an incentive to say, you're not being selfish to pause and take care of yourself. I started doing a lot of what I kind of considered pretty hedonistic things. And for me, you know, being self, you know, self-absorbed is not working at night and like watching Netflix. Like to me, it's like, oh my gosh, you're sitting here at eight o'clock at night and you're not working while the kids are quiet. You're watching Netflix. That's terrible. I wouldn't allow myself to relax at all. And that's not good. You know, that's, that's kind of an anxiety thing, you know, where there's a go-getter, but there's also like an over go-getter and, and that's my issue. And some people become paralyzed they, and they, they're the opposite. They just, they procrastinate and they feel overwhelmed because they're not doing anything. And then that impacts their self-care. So it will be different and you have to figure out what is it for you? What creates all that stress in your life? And then what do you do to decompress and take all that stress off? So that will look different for different people. And you have to figure that out for you. So it may be bubble baths and chocolate, but it has to go deeper than that. If you're feeling overwhelmed with too much on your plate, then maybe it's writing a to-do list. That's what I do to survive because I am an overdoer and anxious people will be overdoers and underdoers. And it's the same problem. It's just the opposite end of the coin or the same coin, opposite sides. I don't know what the expression is, but either overdo or you underdo because anxiety is driving you to do that. And you have to tap into how your anxiety shows up for you. Even if you don't have an anxiety disorder or you don't even identify as being anxious, raising a child with anxiety or OCD will cause its own stress and anxiety. And that's normal. It's just what you're going to do with it. So for me, because I'm an overdoer and when I overdo, I underdo my kids. That's not okay. Some people might overdo their kids where they're putting way too much energy into their kids. They're micromanaging their kids. They're not fostering independence. They're taking on their anxiety and OCD as if it's their own. They're overdoing it with their kids. So we can overdo it in many different areas, but then you have to identify what that is. I tend to overdo it in my work area to help other people. And then I'm underdoing it to help my own kids. And that's not fair. So it's hard with that seesaw to find balance, right? You might be overdoing it with work and underdoing it with your kids. You might be overdoing it with your kids and underdoing it with work. You might not be working. You might be underdoing with everything because you're feeling so overwhelmed that you're in kind of paralysis. We're all different, but the bottom line is we're all the same because the stress that's driving it is identical. So find out what's going on with you and then come up with some solutions. For me, because I'm an overdoer, I make a list and then I say, okay, today, Monday, you have to do this, this, and this. And that's it. When that's done, do not go on to day two. You're done. Go enjoy your kids. Go do something else. Go watch Netflix. Go relax. But you're done. And so that keeps me honest to not do more. And sometimes I cheat and I'm like, oh, but I have so much time. Maybe I could do a little bit of this. It's like tempting. But I'm like, no, you're done. And it feels good because I I get less overwhelmed because I see that I'm done. With your kids, if you're overwhelmed with their lack of progress or their overwhelm with what they're doing, do a win board. That can be very uplifting for the entire family. And so I did actually steal this from an AT Parenting community member a while ago, actually, it feels like, because the membership has been going on for about a year and a half now, I think. No, it started in January of 2019. So this was from a founding member, and I love this idea of doing a win board. 
So getting a whiteboard and writing out all the wins and having your child write their wins and creating and fostering an environment that's a little bit more uplifting. You don't have to Pinterest, you know, the crap out of it and make this beautiful whiteboard that's like, you know, this art project and add to your overwhelm like, oh, great. Now I have another project. I have to like create some beautiful wind board. Just slap up a wind board or piece of sheet, you know, and just write win on it and have your kids write things that, that they feel like they're winning about. Hey, you know, I was able to do that Zoom call today. That's a win. I'm going to write it down. So that can be helpful as well. I hope I resonated with some of the things that you're struggling with. And I hope I got you to look at things from a different perspective on some of these elements. And I hope that reduces your overwhelm because our overwhelm is a day-to-day thing. It's not like we are underwhelmed or overwhelmed and that's it. It's changing. It's changing every day. I have days where I'm like, I am killing it. I feel on top of the world. I feel like I got all these plates equally juggled. And then there's other days where I'm like, I don't think I can go on. I just like, I just can't even function. And I bet you do too. That's normal. But I just wanted to give you just a refresher of some of these things. Nothing I said is rocket science. It's all kind of obvious stuff, but sometimes we just need to hear this a little bug in our ear to say, I know, I know what she's talking about. She's right. Okay. I need to change some things. This is how I'm going to reduce my overwhelm starting today. So a little homework for you, pick something that I said today and implement it whether that's shifting your mindset, no snowball thinking. I've listed a whole bunch of things. So pick something that was your takeaway and do that. And if you want to share that with me, I would love to hear your takeaway from today. You can DM me on Instagram. Look at me. I feel like I'm very, very hip. I am on Instagram. My handle is at AT Parenting Survival. DM me and let me know your aha, what you're doing to reduce your overwhelm. And I will share it in my stories. I would love to to see and hear from all of you. So don't forget to become one of my $5 mini coaches. I would love to see you there as well. And you can sign up. There's a link in the show notes, or you can actually just text me to the number 44222. Just type in mini coach and I will send you the link. Make life easy. So if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to hit a star on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play is going away, but wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you have a few extra minutes, if you can leave a review, I greatly appreciate it. That helps not just me, but helps other parents as well. So don't forget to find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. 